0: Playful parenting, what it is and why it is awesome sauce and something that I really want to encourage you to incorporate into your parenting repertoire starting today. You're listening to The Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. Hi, welcome to The Parenting Junkie Show. I'm Avital, if you're just meeting me for the first time. I'm a mindful parenting coach. I'm the mother of four, and my goal is to help you, my fellow imperfect, but intentional parents, to say goodbye to things like clutter and chaos and conflict, and instead reclaim peace, presence and play for your family. Today we're talking about play in a big way but with a twist, not our children's play, not independent play, but instead playful parenting. So we're going to talk about what is playful parenting and how you can start incorporating it in your life right now and good news, I've got a great download for you that I would love to share with you. You can get it over at theparentingjunkie.com forward slash 38. That is the number for this episode. And if you think there's anyone else around you who's feeling the weight of parenting, who's feeling like it's hard work, who's finding themselves yelling, or repeating themselves or not getting cooperation with their little kids, or perhaps their kids are feeling a lot of anxiety or shyness or just challenges, just day-to-day regular emotional and physical challenges that come with growing up, then please share this episode with them. Just send it over to them or tag them on my Instagram account to let them know about it because I believe it can be more helpful. And I just want to say a huge and heartfelt and deep gratitude to all of you who have taken time out of your incredibly busy lives to leave me a review on iTunes. I know it's not the most fun task to leave a review, but it makes such an impact to me and my work and helps us to spread this message of intentional parenting further afoot. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So what is peaceful parenting? Let's talk about, uh, no, 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 playful parenting. Peaceful parenting, we talk about a lot today. We're talking about playful parenting. So what is playful parenting and why does it work? So the trouble that I think we all sometimes get ourselves into with parenting is that we take it kind of seriously or it feels kind of heavy or it triggers us we get frustrated we get angry and that's inevitable right that's just what comes with raising children you know your, your kids don't put their shoes on until you're already late to leave and they leave smear all over the bathroom and they forget to flush the chain and they won't eat their veggies and they don't go to bed when they're supposed to go to bed and you're exhausted and they make holes in your carpet and all the different things that kids just do and that rile us up and that get us annoyed and that get us frustrated and often we find ourselves just repeating ourselves saying things louder and louder more angrily etc in order to try and get some level of cooperation but <laughs> whilst all of that is 100 percent normal and sometimes inevitable and part of my life as well Today, I want to offer you an alternative path, one that you've probably already heard of and you may have already seen in action. Have you ever seen an adult who just knows how to connect with kids, who knows how to get them laughing, who knows how to get them kind of on their side? An adult who just gets down on their level, looks them in the eye, and says something that makes them burst out laughing or at least smile or get kind of drawn and attracted and magnetically drawn to that adult. Have you ever seen that? It's kind of incredible. I have a brother who's like this. Um, Thankfully, luckily, he's also the father of five, um, which is perhaps how he honed these skills so well. But he's just the type of guy that speaks to my kids on the one hand in a way that is so respectful and, you know, at at their level, at their height, without talking down to them, without making them, you know, or not baby talk or any of that stuff but on the other hand really just gains their trust and connects to them and gets them laughing and gets them kind of excited about whatever it is he's going to say and it's always a wonder to behold I'm always inspired when I see him do this and I actually literally copy him like when I see him playing certain games I register them away in my mental notes like oh that's a good way to respond to that situation or that's a fun game or that got my kids interested and I try to emulate him. And that is because playfulness is an absolute superpower when it comes to interacting with children. And in fact, I think that playfulness is our hidden superpower as parents. Throughout millennia, I think we've developed this kind of image of parenting as do as I say and, you know, this guidance system and we have to, you know, be an authority figure and all of that stuff is actually true. I believe that we are leaders and we are authority figures and we are their guides and all of that is also, is really true. But what's also true is that we can do so with a lightness, with a fun factor, with play. Playfulness uh, is sometimes seen as the opposite of seriousness. Um, Like, if we're playful and if we're chummy and if we're their buddies and if we take things lightly, then we're not taking our role as an authority seriously, and that they, in turn, won't take us seriously. But the mindset shift that I've come to and that I want to invite you to try on for size today is that actually the difficult, drudgery, draining parts of parenting, the setting limits, the handling challenging situations, handling big, bad, difficult emotions, I say bad in air quotes, yes, and handling negative behaviors, all of those things actually can be handled so much better with playfulness, through play. We can use just peaceful parenting, right? We can set limits with empathy. And if you want to learn more about how to do that, quick shameless plug for my Empathic Limits course, which will help you to understand exactly how to set limits with empathy. But what you may not know is a bonus in that course is actually a whole training around playful parenting. And that is because I believe that playfulness, presenting things in a fun, humorous manner, um, is good parenting and is also peaceful parenting and helps us handle those challenging situations. So how does it do that? Well, first of all, when we can say something lightly, when we can say something in a funny voice or in a weird way or turn a task, a chore into a game, then it calms us down it calms us down as parents, right? Suddenly we realize that it's not an emergency that our child isn't listening to us. It's not an emergency that they are refusing to whatever, clear their plates. Um, And we send a message to our own nervous system to calm down and to get creative, to make this into a fun and funny experience. And whilst it calms us down, which is a huge benefit, it also calms our children down. It actually diffuses power struggles. It actually diffuses the uh, the, the the nervous system being in fight, flight, or freeze mode, and suddenly we're in creative mode. Suddenly, our prefrontal cortex is back online. We're able to engage with the situation in a more creative and flowing kind of way. So it affects our brain in a very real way to get creative and playful. And it affects our children in that way too. So it serves us in a big way. As psychologist Lawrence Cohen, the author of Playful Parenting, an incredible book, points out, play is children's way of exploring the world, of communicating deep feelings, and of getting close to those they care about, of working through stressful situations and simply blowing off steam. And that's why playful parenting is so important and so successful in building strong, close bonds between parents and children. Through play and through playful parenting, we join our kids in their world and we help them to express and understand complex emotions, to break through shyness, anger, and fear, to empower themselves and respect diversity, to play their way through sibling rivalry, and to cooperate without power struggles. So if all of that sounds awesome, let's break down some examples of how that can work. And as I say, there's more examples in my training around playful parenting inside the Empathic Limits course. But I wanna give you pull some of those out of that training and give you some examples here just to get your feet wet, get your toes in the water if you haven't come across this term before or to reinvigorate you in your, you know, kind of development of your own playful attitude if you have come across the term but you need a refresher as I do. So... The first, uh, the first thing I spoke about here was to express and understand complex emotions, right? How can we, through playfulness, do that, right? Well, imagine, for example, we actually put those emotions into a silly character, right? Imagine if you've seen the movie um, Inside Out. They do this there, right? There's shyness, there's anger, no, not shyness, sorry, there's sadness, there's anger, there's disgust, there's joy, there's fear, and they are all different characters. What if we got into character when our child was afraid of the dark and we said, Oh, yes, 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 I'm fear. Hello, I'm fear. I'm also very afraid of the dark. Can you help me? I'm so afraid of the dark. Actually, I'm afraid of my own shadow and I'm afraid of, of toothpaste and I'm afraid of shoes. I'm so scared of shoes and there's a pair of shoes right over there. I'm so scared. Can you help me? Can you help me? How can I calm down? Right? And we're getting into this character and we're making it into a game. So suddenly our kid starts laughing because we're saying uh, things in a funny voice and we're being a funny character. And also we're being afraid of ridiculous things like a pair of shoes or like a door (laughs) or like our child themselves. And we're empowering them to be in the position of calming us down. So they're learning actually how to talk to fear. How do we talk to fear, which is a skill that they can then transfer into how to talk to their own fear. Do you see how this works? So we're getting into this game all around fear. Now for a child who is truly afraid of the dark, this is an incredible learning opportunity where they actually get to stretch those muscles of talking to the fear like, hey fear, it's okay, I know you're afraid, come let me show you that the shoes won't hurt you. Would you like to touch them? Would you like to look at them? We're going to help you get over it and not be so afraid, right? How can we help them in that way? Talk to shyness or talk to anger or talk to fear. Maybe we can play another game where we're suddenly so, 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 so shy that we can't even look them in the eye. Or maybe we, talk, we play a game where we're all actors in a movie and we're going to make a movie and act on stage and we actually you know, play through being not shy, being outgoing or being outspoken. Right? How can we use play as a tool to break through whatever challenges they have? Maybe they have a challenge with separating from us. So what if we were to play a game where we don't want them to separate, right? Where we're like, no, please don't go. Please don't climb into your bed. I need you, I need you, I need you. Help me, help me, help me, I'm so scared. Or we don't wanna separate from our water bottle or from our blanket, right? We make these things into a game and play out the themes. How about respecting diversity, right? Uh, How about we play games where, you know, I'm suddenly so different because I wear this kind of hat, right? And they're suddenly so different because they wear this kind of shoes. And we play a game around that and we play different games with, well, how do we treat and talk to people? who are different from us, and we can get super insulted and super offended when they laugh at our hat. And then we can talk about how, yeah, some people really do wear different hats or have different skin colors or have different sexualities. And they, you know, they genuinely feel sad and offended when we laugh at them. And we can talk about that through the game, through uh, playing that game, they can learn that right? How about empowering them to overcome some kind of difficult situation or preparing them for a difficult situation? Say we say you're going to the doctor and our child is very afraid of going to the doctor and they're worried about it. What if we play doctors? What if they became the doctor, right? We get them to change roles and we play through all the things they can expect at the doctor, right? Can you check my ears? Can you measure my height? Can you weigh me? Can you look into my mouth? Can I say ah? And I can, you know, make it such a funny and silly game. Like, oh, now you need to check that my fingernails aren't too blue. And now you need to check that my cheeks aren't too round. Oh, but I put a ball in my cheek, so it is too round. Doctor, help me. You know, all these ideas, just making it into a game helps them to prepare and process the real fears that they're having around that. You need to remember that for us adults, most of the time, if we're very nervous about an upcoming speaking speaking gig that we have, or if we're feeling really, really upset about a fight that we had with our partner, what do we do? We process it somehow, hopefully in a healthy way, right? So we talk to someone that we we care about and that is a good listener and we talk it through. Maybe we go for a run and we um, rehearse the conversations that we're having in our mind again and again and we let it out and we talk it through in that way and we process it. We come to terms with what we're feeling and we even are able to make a plan on how to to handle it next. Well, kids don't do that. Kids don't go for a run. They don't practice in front of the mirror. Maybe sometimes they do that, but they don't call a therapist or a close friend to, to tell them about their frustrations and they don't journal. Instead, they play. They play, they act things out, right? They act it out through their behavior. They might be acting out with bad behavior with us, with difficult behavior, or they might be acting it out through playing, right? Now I'm the doctor, now I'm the mummy, now I'm the teacher, uh, etc. Uh, and they play it through. So that empowers them right? That's that's how they can learn uh, to actually handle those real things in real life. Another way they can play through sibling rivalry, for example, is what if we, at a a moment where there wasn't sibling rivalry, at the moment when it was calm, what if we pretended that me and my partner, me and my husband and their daddy were having a really hard time sharing something, we weren't managing uh, to figure this problem out, can you help us? look, we can't share and we're so angry at each other and I want to hit him and can you share? Now, just one caveat, and this is something that I learned from Dr. Lawrence Cohen in his book, is that it's always helpful to let a child know that this is a game, right? If the child walks in and they think that me and daddy are really having a fight over sharing, they might be a little upset about that, and rightly so. But if we say, hey, we're playing a game, okay? And you can just whisper to them, like, by the way, it's a game, (laughs) Um, so so that they can just play that game and get into character and feel free to suspend their disbelief. Just like if we're watching a scary movie, we remind ourselves that it's just a movie. So if we're playing a game to, to process, you know, something that's a little difficult, something that's a little challenging, then we want to just remind them that, by the way, this is a game, don't worry, and we can always stop playing the game. Uh, we don't have to play if it's not fun. And it does need to be fun in order for it to get all of those great benefits um, that we want for them, Right. So that's just a side tip there but there we go we're fighting can you help us and suddenly they become the peacemaker and they become the creative problem solver and they get giggling because it's silly that mummy and daddy are you know having trouble sharing and it becomes something that we can figure out and work through through play right so how can we uh actually use play to get our children's cooperation? Well, I want to give you uh, three ideas uh, that are from my playful Limits training, and you can uh, get the rest of them there. But I want to give you three ideas to start you off, okay? Just three ways to get cooperation and diffuse power struggles, okay? So say, for example, you need to get out of the house as quickly as possible. You're in a rush, you need to go, and your child is just dawdling, right? What if you put on your sunglasses and you say... Special Agent Mama reporting for action. Our mission? Get into the car without being detected. Special Agent Johnny, are you ready? And you kind of slide up against the wall and you start singing do 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 And you sing some kind of... Okay, I'll spare you the rest of that, but you get to it and you pretend that you are you know sneaking around and you can't be detected by the other spies and you need to spy on something and you need to get into the car and when you get into the car you'll say mission completed and you'll get your child into the game and it will just be fun way of getting into the car now I realize that this takes some energy and we don't always have energy. Sometimes we just wanna say, get in the car and for our child to get in the car. I get that and I can't always do this kind of thing either, but it's a great tool to have under our tool belt when we are in the mood and sometimes doing it that way, as I say, calms our own nervous system, gets us ourselves in a playful mood and it just feels better to play our way into something that has to happen rather than yell our way into it. Am I right? Okay, a second way of using playfulness to set a limit and get cooperation, and this works particularly well with two- and three-year-olds, is to become contrary. Okay, saying say you need your child to wash their hands with soap, right? What if you said, you may never wash your hands with soap? Ew, no way. Please don't wash your hands with soap. I think I'm going to gag. Ew, gross soap. No, please. Oh Oh my gosh. You're you really, oh, okay, fine. A little bit of soap, but don't really sud it all around your finger. Ew, 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 ew. You're scrubbing it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Ugh, blah. That's gross. I can't believe you did that. <gasps> okay, but promise me you'll never wash your hands with soap again and you can watch as they giggle, 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 and wash their hands with soap. So, some people ask me, "Yeah, but isn't this training my child to disobey me? Like I'm, you know, making it so fun and funny that they're disobeying me." And my answer to that is, I think children know that we're playing a game. I think it's very clear that it's a game. You should make it clear, you should be exaggerating, and you should be laughing, and you should be um whispering to them, "It's just a game, don't worry." And then they get to do it and they get to feel powerful. And meanwhile, you got what you wanted. They washed their hands with soap. So, I I think it's a win-win um, and the third one I want to share with you today is the full agreement game um, <laughs> and the full agreement game goes something like this you need to leave the park your child doesn't want to leave the park and normally it's like well you have to get in the car now or no you know dessert for supper or whatever it is you start threatening you start punishing you start picking them up you have to go and sometimes that's all you got in you and that's okay But sometimes it could be really fun and funny to go with whatever it is they're asking for, okay? Yes, you want to stay in the park? Sure, we can stay in the park. How about we stay in the park forever? We should never leave the park. Let's sleep here. Huh, I better order a moving truck. Where should we put your bed? You know what? We should have dinner here. What should we get for dinner? Can we eat the wood chips for dinner? Can you make some yummy pasta out of the leaves on that tree? hmm, let's stay in the park always. I'm never going home, right? And we just go into full agreement mode with whatever it is they want to do. Like, oh, yes, can you stay over at your friends for a play date for even longer than five o'clock? Well, hmm, why don't you just stay there? for the whole evening, you know what, for the whole week, you know what, we should really get the adoption papers so that you can just move in with their family forever. And you just start laughing and saying, sweetie, I know it would be great to stay there, but we kind of need you home with us. You're part of our family and we love you and we want you home for dinner, right? And just that full agreement game sometimes calls our child out on, okay, I get that you've requested that, but Honestly, it's a little unreasonable. It's not going to work. Like it's not unreasonable that you want to stay in the park, but it's unreasonable for us to stay in the park when we need to get to dinner and to to bath and bed now. So, and it just makes it a fun thing. They start saying, oh, come on, mommy. That's not what I meant. And you're like, I know, I know. I wish we could, but it's time to go. Come on, honey, let's go. But I promise we'll come back tomorrow. Promise? Pinky promise? Okay. And, And we move on. Now, I, I did promise only three, but I can't help myself and just share some other ideas really quickly, uh, just being mindful of time. But we said getting into character, right? Make yourself some characters. I have a character called Mrs. Hodgepodge. She's an extremely strict British nanny, and she doesn't like any fuss, and when I'm Mrs. Hodgepodge, my kids are just so rude and obnoxious, and I'm threatening constantly to tell their mummies how they've behaved and to quit, and saying I will not come back and babysit these children because they are completely unruly, and what a horrible job their mother has done with them, and I'm always um, insulting um, their mother, i.e., me for parenting them and raising these crazy wild kids. And they think that's hilarious. And they, you know, they, they do everything Mrs. Hodgepodge says. Um, so get into character, become contrary, right? You would never get yourself tri- dressed quickly. No, you couldn't. I don't believe it. Really? You? Prove it to me, right? The full agreement game. As I said, yes, of course, we can stay in the park forever. Um, you can make a silly language or silly song, say things in a silly way, right? Shoes go on, 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 shoes on, feet, feet now, right? Say things in weird accents in silly ways, sing songs about them. Get physical, right? Move, jumping, dancing, hopping, handstands, getting outside, wrestling, and playing all sorts of uh, of physical games and roughhousing and getting the energy moving in that way. You can tell crazy stories, For example, you will never believe what happened to me when I was a little boy and I refused to wash my hair. I like to tell my kids that one. Um, And it gets crazier each time I tell it. And By the end of it, they are shampooing their hair like little champs, right? You can switch roles, as I said earlier, right? Like, I don't want to get dressed either. I want to stay in my pajamas. I wonder what my boss will say to me about that, right? Or, I want you to make me ice cream for breakfast. And one of my favorites is to just become completely incompetent, um, as Dr. Lawrence calls it, becoming a bumbling, fumbling fool, right? Something like, hey, what's this? This is a toothbrush? How does this work? I don't know what a toothbrush is. What's this good for? Or, oh no, I don't remember what our car looks like. Can you show me where our car is? I need to get in our car and I don't know where it is, right? And you can use uh, dolls. You can use any kind of props. Uh, Dolls, hand puppets, just hold up your hand and say, oh my goodness, that mummy is getting so mad that Lily is pushing Sam. How can we help? How can we help that mummy calm down? and then use your other hand to say, yes, I can see she's about to blow. That mummy is really getting mad, right? It can be so much fun to narrate yourself, narrate what's going on within within mummy, right? Like, oh, mummy's so upset that this is happening or mum's getting really, really tired of waiting for you to get your shoes on. Mummy wants to help you now. And finally, just burst into giggles. Just start laughing. Just laugh at any opportunity. The louder and, you know, crazier, the better. Laughter is contagious. And laughter, my friends, is the best medicine.